Hello viewers, you're welcome to Debutant Show. Today is one of those days that I'm always happy because I'm bringing someone who is doing awesome stuff, someone who is doing um, good to the community and also to the economy. He's building communities, helping people to grow in businesses, helping companies to you know, expand in the African market. And his name is John Samuel. So we're going to learn today about John Samuel, his story, his mission, his vision, what is what aspire him to become what he is today and more to that, his business, what he's all about in his business and what he wants to achieve in what he's doing, bridging um, businesses between Africa and Finland or the Nordics. So I'm going to bring here Mr. John Samuel. <laughs> Okay, uh, yes, thank you very much. Uh, I'm really honored for the introduction and uh, I'm also honored to be here uh, as your guest today. Yeah, uh, my name's uh, John Samuel and I am a Nigerian by birth and um, also a Finnish citizen. So where do I begin? Um, my background is in football. I am an ex-professional footballer. I have over 15 years experience uh, playing the game. And um, football brought me uh, to Finland. Football brought, gave me everything that I have today. And um, from there, my entrepreneurial journey began to discover who I am really. So basically, John Samuel, is a man on a mission to change the narrative. It's a man on a mission to put Africa on the map. It's a man on a mission to help uh, uh, to correct the misconception about the perception of every single African on the planet. Put Africa on the map. <laughs> uh, five years ago, my life was all about football. As a foreigner, when I came to this country about 12 and a half, 12 and a half years ago, um, football was just everything. I dropped out of my university back in my country all because I want to pursue that dream. I was deeply passionate about it. Uh, I mean, Nigeria at the moment now has over 206 million and Every male child in Nigeria, from the lower class back, you know, in Africa, in Nigeria, to, to be precise, wants to play football. And just like me, the dream. I've always been a straight-A student, but then football was too strong for me. And football, that was how I said football gave me everything. So when I moved to Finland to play football, uh, the journey was to play in the top league. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it in the highest league in Finland, in quotes. So I played in Asia and other countries as well. Until when I became a dad to an amazing, you know, lovely princess, my bossy princess. Uh, about nine years ago, when I became a dad, then things began to change. I began to see life differently. Then the responsibility uh, changed. My mindset, my perception, everything changed. I remember I used to travel then when she was little, but then it hits me hard that, okay, dude, you've been away too long, it's time to go back home. 
But the question I kept asking myself, go back home to work, because uh, financially, back then, football in Finland was not that buoyant. So, I know, I mean, you can, I mean, you can agree with me. I'm a black man, you need money to survive here. So, I began to walk, I began to play football. So, I went to study for the Finnish language because in order for you to integrate into the Finnish system here, uh, the society here, the integration, the fastest integration mode is the language. So, I studied the language more, you know, then it helped me to really understand the Finnish people to communicate. Then I went to study Kintes to Hoytaya. In quote, it's like property management um, uh, personnel. I studied that for two years. I worked in it as well for two years. But while I was working in this company for two years, I found myself fixing and repairing things for people in the offices, you know, I will be dressed in the yellow company clothes, but then when I go to offices, I see people in tie, in suits, in jacket, looking smart and neat, and I am under the table fixing stuff. And I'm like, then this voice kept coming in my head every time. Is this who you are? I have to admit with you, brother, on your show, that was one of the most scariest period of my life. I thought I was hallucinating, and I thought I had some uh, brain issue. Like voices, we are coming. I might be coming schizophrenic. You know, that voice kept coming. Is this who you are? So one day I go home. Uh, this was around 2016, close 2016, 2017. I go home and then I put on the TV. I couldn't watch the TV. I, I was really tired at work. Then I put on my laptop. Then I saw this quote on my Facebook. I usually don't click on it, it was a video. Then I clicked on it and it, it says, let me explain time. So I said, by the time we were born to the age of 15, everything is given to us. And from the age of 16 until the age of 65, we are working. We spend our life working to enrich other people. We spend our life living a life of hoping Friday will come. So from the, it means we are living miserably from Monday to Thursday, hoping Friday we come just to enjoy life. I mean, in some translation, to it can, I mean, some people can relate to this, that they hope every day will be weekend. So it really hit me hard. Like, is this who I am? Like, really? So I began to think, what is that thing that I'm really good at? I found out that um, I'm a creator, I'm a thinker, I'm a planner. I'm, I'm very, I'm an idealist. I'm really good at uh, making, bringing ideas to life. So I decided to think, okay, what is it I'm really good at? What have I been doing all my life? So I realized that I've So I decided to apply to become a personal trainer. When I got certified, I quit my, anybody watching this, please don't do the same thing that I did. Um, I had a very good job that was paying me really well. So I became an entrepreneur. When I became, when I graduated as a certified personal trainer, I immediately opened my first company, became an entrepreneur, trying to get clients. Because I got only one client, I decided to quit my, you know, daily job where I was making ends of ends meet. Then started as an entrepreneur, and that was the first three horrible months of my life. You know, 
as an entrepreneur, I did not understand that for me to survive, I have to get as many customers as possible to even pay my bills. So all my savings went away in one week. And because I'm a resilient man, I'm very stubborn. I don't know how to give up. I pushed through and that's how the journey began for me. Then the entrepreneurial journey began for me about close to five years ago, to be, to be precise. But then I envisaged that business world is going to be really difficult for me if I don't have any background in it. So I decided to go and study international business in Hagahelia. So that really helped me to brush up, you know, helped me to see more of the theoretical and the practical knowledge of business itself. And that was how, you know, my entrepreneurial journey began. And that was how I began to create, having my startups and my businesses. So that was me until five years ago. And that was how the whole journey began. The need to make a difference. The need to create impact. The need to change. Uh, I derive joy to see I've been able to create impact in somebody's life to change a person's life for good. I derive joy in doing something that I realize that it resonates and empower people. And I'm a very passionate person in the things that I do, especially when it comes to internalization. And um, that is why for me, my consulting company is different. I don't do matchmaking like, hey, Beton meets Mr. B. Mr. B meets Beton, have a good day, pay me my money, I'm gone. No, that's not my style. I try to help to create that, you know, network, that system in such a way that both parties, because of the cultural differences, there's that really bilateral relationship that they can really understand that, okay, hey, this is a company from Africa. This is how, um, this is the perception. This is the view. This is the culture. And you, hey, this is how they do things here. Find a bridge, help them to build the whole network, the whole value chain from beginning. So it's time consuming, which most companies don't do. But for me, that is where, that's where the difference comes from for me. And for me, really, naturally, I'm just a very passionate person. I do it because I feel that um, I'm happy doing it. So yeah, um, in all in all, I would say um, empowering Africans is a major goal for me because the world seems to be moving really fast and Africa is still left behind. So why don't we just take the knowledge back home to our people to show them how things are done so that we can actually catch up? Well, um, we provide personalized matchmaking services. I use in quote personalized. Personalized in sense that when one of the services, let me just read them out, uh, B2B matchmaking. Um, we do help with market entry. And uh, sometimes we also do market research as well. But I would say our core value is personalized uh, matchmaking and market entry. And 
I wouldn't say that there are no companies out there that are doing exactly what I mean. There are so many companies in, uh, not so many. I mean, there are quite a few companies in Finland that helps with, uh, you know, market entry into the African market. And, um, but you can't say Africa market. Africa is big, man. Uh, so what we uh, what we do at Josa Consulting is we help with market entry into East and West Africa. So that is our own uh, major area of focus, and the unique uh, value proposition that we actually really give to our clients is that personalized matchmaking in such a way that. We make you feel like you already know the people you're actually trying to work with before. And that comes with the education. We spend a lot of time to create awareness through education. The companies you want to work with. Uh, if there is a company in Finland that wants to have a market entry into Africa or sorry, let's say Nigeria, uh, for example, and they are into the IT industry, if is it is their industry, is their product, is it a product or is it a software as a service, whichever one it is, then how do you connect them to their target market or to their target audience? Now, what we do first is help them to recognize their target audience. Then the next thing is we try to create, we spend more time to educate them about their target audience. Now, now how these target customers can actually really uh, patronize their services. How, what is the flow like? How will they accept this new product? Then we create that awareness for them. Now, also spend time to discuss with uh, the, target, uh, uh, the target partners in Africa, or sorry, in Nigeria, to be precise. Okay, we find you a potential partner and we noticed that, okay, this is a potential partner for you to be able to work together. Then we also do spend time to help these partners in Nigeria to understand the Finnish uh, partners that are coming in so, to do business with them. So after this is done, then we now have this, you know, uh, our meetings via any of these virtual meeting, these virtual platforms. Then we have a roundtable, everybody gets to talk. Then we strategize how we do the entry. So having this personalized is really easy for both clients. So this is the value that we give. We spend time, and this is the time that most of our competitors, we believe, don't want to do because, of course, time is money. And it takes a lot of time for them. But for us, it's... It is all about quality before price. The quality of the matchmaking is very important to us than what we are being. Of course, we need to be paid. We have a lot of grand people working, but still, um, when you do a solid personalized matchmaking, then the word of mouth goes out there. People get to give good recommendation for your service. One of the projects we are working on is setting up cybersecurity up. Uh, the other one is we are working in uh, in the pharmaceutical. We are talking about something that entails the COVID-19. 
that is taking a lot of time. We have to do a lot of background work, governmental, you know, approval, policy, you know how it goes, yeah. Africa and, and all that. So these are quite big projects that we are doing. So the little ones in the background are the ones you can see. Uh, with the edotech with the edotech we are working um with uh, neabec where we want to help to promote the finnish pedagogy you know finland is, is proclaimed to have one of the best education in the world and we are trying to bring to digitize the context you know there are many companies in finland that are already doing it we provide services in industries like it iotech clean tech agri tech and um edotech